You're listening to the Halfling 13 Gaming Podcast, made possible by the generous support of listeners such as yourself. If you enjoy this content, please like and subscribe. The Rise of the Rune Lords is a Pathfinder RPG campaign published by Paizo Publishing. Chapter 3, The Hook Mountain Massacre. Right off? As soon as you wake up in the morning? Yes, because Maybe. since it hasn't been 24 hours since you killed the boss. Well, big ogre. Ogre. Supposedly boss. What yeah. I want to do is I'm going to Maybe. cast spell, create treasure. Well, treasure. So you take some time as everybody's waking up in the morning to cast their spell. Yep. And a treasure map appears on the back of the ogre's head. Um, on the head itself. Um, from, give me an engineering roll. We're not going to help you if you fail. Fourteen. Fourteen? Okay, from what you can tell, the map is indicating a couple of sources of treasure. First one is in the tower, a short distance below you in this section of the tower. The other source of treasure that is revealed, not currently drawn, it is the room at the bottom of these stairs in the basement where Carter was talking to the pretty lady. One of the things that happened with him last night is you guys decided to go into that crypt and fight the ghost. He walked in and then actually tussled with the ghost. And when the ghost touched it, touched him, it drained a portion of his soul. And he actually lost the level. Wow. So, so he's not level eight. He's level seven. Well, okay. <laughs> well, I know. He's, he's, he's kind of the wimp in this. So what ended up happening? Well, he closed the door and everybody ran. And they closed the door, and for whatever reason, the ghost doesn't come out of the room. Okay, they closed the door. Then they went on, found the ogres were at the doorway there, where they had figured out whether there was an opening. They couldn't get in, but they were, they were fighting. When they saw the group... They decided, well, there's something to go eat, so we're going to go in. And they started forcing their way in through the tunnel while the group retreated, shooting arrows and spells and things like that at the ogres. And as the ogres came in, they swung the door open and convinced some of the ogres to go in and talk to the ghosts, which killed off a couple of the ogres while other ogres pursued them down the hallway to the bridge where they did some crazy leaps across the bridge because they had previously walked across the bridge without being aware that it was fragile and it collapsed under the weight of several of them. So, so they took a bunch of damage from that, destroyed the bridge. So it's gone? The bridge is gone. I guess we don't. You don't. Well, they, they did with some running jumps. They were able to do that. But the hallway right now is blocked by a couple of dead ogres that they finished off right at the entrance here. And they're not sure whether the rest of them survived, killed the ghost, or defeated the ghost, or, or what. It, it, was, it was touch and go for the five or six rounds they fought him. And it came down to they couldn't keep Craig up anymore. Okay. He, he just took too much damage. So he fell to the ground. It was left with Jenny and the Bard. They had used all their good offensive spells, all their whole persons, and he made every saving throw. And then Jenny did a searing, bla- a searing light and happened to get a critical and did like 45 points of damage, like the dust which, which is what finished him off. 
they had already been warned that this might be the leader because the pretty lady in the basement told them that that's where they need to go to fight the leader of the ogres. Pretty lady. So they walked right into it. Knowing. Knowing that this might be a tough fight. We'll assume everybody's fully healed at this point. You guys have your spells memorized. So the first question I have is when you guys wake up in the morning, other than casting the treasure map, because he does that while everybody else wakes up. What does the Yeah. Okay, so right now that you guys have the head of the ogre, and on the back of the head is a tattooed treasure map. Hmm. You guys have the ogre hook, the potion, and the belt. And George is wearing the belt. You have the ogre hook. And I think, Jenny, you took the potion. Yes. Okay. Yeah. The rest of you are awake and active. The rogue has disappeared somewhere with Carter. What would you guys like to do? The ones up in the tower, you hear quite a bit of commotion out in the courtyard. There are a lot of voices in this direction over by the smokehouse, or the cookhouse, where the ogre was cooking all night. Now the fire in the barracks has burnt itself out. The barracks are nothing but smoldering ruin with smoke coming out of it. There are probably a dozen or so ogres gathered over here. They seem to be having some sort of a discussion or argument. Okay. Well, you guys wake up in the waterfall, and you can hear ogre voices outside. Not necessarily nearby, but you can hear you can hear angry shouts and so forth. Does anybody speak giant who cares to pay attention and or get a little closer to figure out what's going on? You can hear them yelling and shouting, and you can pick out a word here and there. But you can't really get the gist of what the conversation is about. Okay. Okay. Well, anybody gonna go with him? Um. Yeah, I'm not gonna let the wizard go by himself. Okay. So you and um, Jigami go, and Jakarjos, I guess, will go with you because he's not gonna stay by himself either. You can understand them. Now you're you're gonna have to at least go over to the edge and over and look at them. But you don't necessarily have to get closer. You can hear them from where you're at. Okay, they seem to be discussing and arguing. A couple of them are saying, are arguing that the group should head south to Turtleback Ferry and attack the humans where they live. A couple other ones are saying, no, the humans are too powerful. They killed Jagroff. We can't survive here. Let's retreat. Those are quickly booed down by the rest of them. Oh, come on. Um, That's why we should show them Jagroff's head, which is probably that leader that we killed, and well, they know he's killed already. Yes, yeah. but it might skill them out. Uh, no, they won't. Yeah. No, they're planning on attacking their village. Yeah, they're gonna get rid of that. They would want to give them that. Yeah. We should head back to the clan hold and report. Let them know what's going on. And that one seems to be a bit more intelligent, I guess, than the rest of them. Is that Montmurian, the stone giant chief? Yes. Okay. That was the name you guys got. They argue for probably five minutes or so. And then eventually the group seems to agree that, yes, going back to Montmurian, taking what loot and captives they have at this point is good and they're going to head out. 
at that, they start scattering about a bit and gathering up what stuff they have. One of them, a couple of them head over to the cookhouse and pick up some of the cooked meat, some of the less than cooked meat. A couple of other ones pick up some bags that have presumably weapons or other, other trophies and things like that. They sling a couple of the ranger bodies over their shoulder, and it looks like within the next five or ten minutes, the group is going to head out of the castle and leave. They're not aware of either you guys at, the, at this gate. It looks like they're going to be heading out this way. Okay. Okay. Uh, and they're not aware of you guys up at the top tower. Did any of you wish to do anything or just let them go? So they're heading where exactly? That according to the conversation, what the two of them translate, they're heading to a place called the Hook Mountain Clan Hold, which from the inference is like an ogre city or an ogre, ogre I village. See. Can you we follow like them? You guys have heard of the Hook Mountain? It is... How many ogres are there? There is, by rough count, maybe 12 to 15. I say we follow them a few steps behind. Yeah, the the Hook Mountain you know as a local peak, um, some distance from here. It would probably take you about half a day or more climbing into the mountains, but it's a relatively known landmark. At least the wizard has heard of it and knows... Where it is? Oh, yeah, it has a it has a peak that reach that reaches out and sort of curves over. They're so like talking about the heading there, and I mean ogres really aren't hard to track. I say we track behind them in the shadows. Uh, well, the question well, is, is do we do want that. to defeat them now, or do we want them to get to their location? So we all agreed that we're letting them go right now. Yeah. yeah. That plan. Okay. So about about 15 minutes later or so, um, the ogres take a little bit longer than you thought initially to pack things up. They all finally have their stuff. They gather up and as a rather rough mob start heading out through this gate. As the last one heads out, it stops, turns back and looks at the castle right up at your group, right at the tower. And you see him wink at you as if he knows you're you're there, smile a bit, and then walk out with the rest of the ogres. And you see, you see the ogres heading off into the forest. Fifteen minutes later, they're out. At this point, the fort goes, goes quiet other than the crackling of fires and things like that. Do you have an idea if it was the one that proposed the one idea, the more intelligent one? Yes, that's the one that was doing most of the talking so and convinced theory, them to head back to the town. My theory is maybe... Not the town. The, the, the ogre town. Maybe... Ogre. He thought, um, well, that doesn't mean they could go out of sh- they could go out of sight and come back and attack us. They could. Or they could just um, go straight to the maybe town. Maybe since he thought he was more intelligent, maybe he didn't really care for Jagroth and thought he should be the ogre chief, it's and maybe he's kind of pleased with us that we killed Jagroth. As the ogres disappear, the rain showers, rain clouds that you guys were seeing the previous day, finally arrive, um, and a heavy downpour starts. You hear sizzling from the miscellaneous fires, things like that, and the sky is, is dark and gray from the heavy I rain. Um, um, can, I, can I feel like any other ogre inside? No. At this point, I mean, the, the few minutes that you guys had after the ogres left, there's no sounds at all. The place sounds literally dead. I mean, there's no animals, no birds, no nothing. Except you guys for a lady There's no sounds at all from anywhere that you guys can hear. As they disappear, there's some thunder and the rain starts. At that point, you really can't hear anything outside other than the concrete. So you guys are going to go open the trap door and head down? Yeah. Okay. 
the guys outside. You're suggesting head back to town. You're suggesting go inside, I think. What do you guys want to do? Ultimately, yes. Somebody should probably go warn the town in case they get attacked. I'm going. You're going to go by yourself then? Um, I'll, go, I'll go too. Uh, well, you, by the time you get, he, he's going to be long gone by the time you get down. So, okay, you hop on your cat and the two of you head south. Okay, you guys go inside the castle. Group up above. You guys open that door as you come down a spiral staircase from the tower. Um, that room is, appears to be a storeroom. You use to store miscellaneous supplies and tools and things like that. The room has been completely smashed and ransacked. At first glance, it doesn't seem to be anything of value, but the place is a complete disaster. You swing that door open. There is a big table, meeting table, all filling the basically the whole room. It is, the room is filled with smashed chairs and a ruined table in what once was a fairly regal chamber. Along the wall on this side, there are numerous tattered remnants of several regional maps. Like this was a war planning room, that sort of thing. There are several dead rangers, three of them, hanging from the rafters. This is what um, underneath the uh, underneath the um, rangers. No, not underneath. They, they've been hung on ogre hooks. Um, underneath them are buckets that are partially filled with what appears to be blood or something similar. Do we want to step in and go to the door on the other side? This is filled with the remnants of wood and glass cases that have been shattered and smashed. Hundreds of sheaths of parchment are now spilled about, splattered in blood, and torn to shreds. Are there any, like, intact, like, sheets of paper? It would take you some time to search through it if you wanted to do that. Okay, maybe not now. Okay, hallway? everybody out, and then let's Beep. go out the double doors. Just I'll so... into the hallway. And then first door on the left. Um, you open it up. This room looks like it was the commander's quarters for the place. The walls of the room are decorated with finely crafted long swords, stuffed animal heads, and a large map of the Hook Mountain region. That must um, have been treasure There map. is a large oak table surrounded by several chairs that have been smashed to splinters, and an immense bed that has been similarly ruined. Oh. There is an open cabinet that once contained several bottles of wine that has been crushed as well, and broken bottles and the faint sense of wine, scent of wine lingers around its ruins. It looks like the room has been um, occupied up, to, up until recently by the ogres, like there were several ogres in here, but there's none here currently. All right, there are probably a dozen longswords, right, each of slightly different design. Yeah, I'll take the Hook Mountain map. All right, okay. um, so I have Can I even stick Okay, if you cast Detect Magic, none of the swords are magical. However, in the remnants of the desk, you do detect magic. Well, there's something magical in the desk. Now he goes running over there. Yes, I go! In the desk, there is a compartment underneath it, underneath the drawer, that has been damaged because the desk has been damaged, but not fully open. The latch to open it is broken, and so all you have to do is basically break it open the rest of the way, if you want to. Yeah. Okay? When you do so, you find a flat wooden coffer, which is like a flat wooden box, a pair of soft green leather boots, which are the ones that are magical, and a I tiny jewelry box. You slip on the boots, which fit perfectly. They're called Boots of the Mire. Um, I, I want to check out the jewelry box. I want to look at the wooden box. Okay, you open up the jewelry box. 
It includes a, it contains a, a silver locket on a chain. You guess you probably get 20 or 30 gold in town. What's inside the locket? Is there anything? Let's put the goblin in the box. Inside the locket. Inside is a lock of silky golden hair. You recognize it as nymph hair. Craig, in the coffer, in the in the wooden chest, there are dozens and dozens of parchment sheets, all containing what looks like beautifully written love sonnets, love poems, to someone named Miriana. Miriana. Okay. Who, if the sonnets are to be believed, is so beautiful that the moon itself would be blinded when it spied her dancing on the tarn, or who is the truest grace to know white willows soft embrace. The wizard and Jakardros come around the corner. Um, you see them in one of the side rooms, looking at a bunch of stuff, and are otherwise back with each other. Can I call okay. to them and ask them to um, look at the love poems? And you can. Hey guys, uh, offers to show you some love poems. You have heard of the name White Willow? It is a section of the Shimmer Glens. The Shimmer Glens over in this region is marshland, swamps, and White Willow is an area over here that the wizard has heard is particularly close to a rumored portal to the first world, which is the Fey homeland. So that was supposedly where the so-called treasure was, and it was basically a command center. According to the map that somehow has appeared on the back of this ogre's head that they're all wandering around following at this point, this room is marked with a big X for treasure. And he had to rip open the, the desk. The ogres were unaware of this stuff being in the desk. So the dwarf starts a very careful search of the room. Um, given the size and the debris in the room, it's probably going to take him, um, I don't know, careful, uh, probably an hour to carefully search the room. On the poems, yep. do you know who um, this one person that um, was referred to? Well, it was that one person. Mariana? Yeah, Mariana. Do we know who? Um, you have never heard the name. However, Jakardos is with you at this point. He tells you that... The commander of the fort was a man by the name of Lamatar. They never realized he had a creative side, or even that he did poetry. However, he did know um, Lamatar did leave Fort Rannick frequently, two or three days at a time, uh, at least once a month, on what he would call his communion walk. Basically, he would go, he would walk solo uh, through the region to put him closer to the realm that he'd been charged to guard. Basically just a, a chance to walk around the land. Like a nature walk. And, like a nature walk. Once a week, once a month he would go out for two to three days at a time and take that walk. He was on, he, he supposedly was on walk, on one, one of those walks the night the attack on Fort Rannick came. That one but Jakardros does think it's kind of suspicious that the ogres would choose that particular night when the commander was not there to attack the fort. Perhaps once you guys are rested and recovered, you would head to the Shimmer Glens and see if you can find them. There, I mean, there's not much of value probably left in the castle, but what's hit, what wealth is here is yours. I, I have no purpose for it. From what you guys have seen, walking up from, a, from downstairs, there's no sign of any ogres left in the place. They've all left. Jakardros certainly is, you guys are welcome to stay here as long as you want. When you are ready to leave, 
he's planning to at least go to Turtleback Ferry, report, and send a message to Magnamar that the, that the port's been destroyed and see what they wish to do. Yeah, you guys, you guys carefully search the rest of the room through everything. Um, there's nothing else of note or value. Meanwhile, you head to Turtleback Ferry. It's pretty much as you left it before, although when you guys were here last, it was the middle of the night. The town is active. There's a few dozen people on the streets and everything, despite the constant rain. I just want to go straight to the, the mayor. The closest you could find would be like the, the, the tavern mm-hmm. and talk to them. The mayor, Malin Shreed, appears to be a cleric of Aristotle, the god of the hunt. You ask around for him and he, he meets you. Uh, greetings. What can I do for you? I just tell him everything I know. Okay. He listens intently, grows increasingly worried as you say that Fort Rannick has been destroyed by ogres and there's a war party of a dozen or more wandering the hillside. And there's only one ranger left, and you're not willing to do anything about it, and so forth. You plan to take care of the others? You're an adventurer, aren't you? I want my money for telling me what I already know. I, I, I don't... I, I could send word to Magnamar and, and report back for you, but I, I don't... We don't have that kind of money. How far is Magnamar from here? It's about a month's ride. I mean, he, he's very appreciative of the information, no. but, but, I mean, it's a small village. They, they simply don't have 5,000 gold. You, you um, need to you need to get in touch with Magnamar. Okay. Get reinforcements here because you're going to get attacked. Okay. Oh, uh, he said, yeah, we'll we'll send we'll send a messenger immediately, and get exactly. word there. But from from what you're telling me, your 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 band of ten adventurers is probably stronger than any defense we can put together. A uh, bunch of militia and farmers and hunters and things like that. I mean, we we, we might be able to put together. A dozen or so capable archers, maybe you need to which abandon, is helpful, but <laughs> maybe you need to abandon town if you don't think their reinforcements are going to come here because Wait. they're going to overrun. You. If you get the dozen, I'm well, just what, trying to talk. What, what about what about the patrol? Didn't didn't they ever make it to Fort Rannick? No, no, no. Uh, that's that bad. Well, well, we'll start start getting people prepared and everything. It'll it'll probably take a couple of days to get things able to be moved, especially with this rain. I mean, the, ta- the town's probably 500 people or so. And like I said, they're not, they're not equipped to quickly jump in carts and, and travel for a month. A few of them could certainly walk and carry what they could carry, but they don't seem willing to give up everything they own at this point. You are surprisingly convincing. They certainly believe your story, even though it's just you and a cat. But given their general village view, I guess, it's not that they don't believe you, it's that they're overconfident in their abilities and protective quality of the, of the town and things like that. They just don't seem to really put sense of disaster that it would imply. They're, they're resistant to the idea that the world is about to end, although they acknowledge that, yeah, the fort's destroyed. Well, certainly somebody from Magnamar will be here in a couple of weeks and that'll be fine. Why should we abandon city, uh, abandon our town immediately now? If the ogres actually come, I mean, they have, well, we've, we haven't seen ogres in years. I mean, ogres are only like five feet tall. They're not that tough. So if they come to town, then we'll, you'll be here and you'll defeat them. But you're going to pay me to defeat them because I'm going to take their money and I'm going to leave. Well, we can, we can certainly provide you some good food and, and a room for the night. He seems concerned. Mm-hmm. that the rangers are dead, but more concerned about the fact that the rangers are dead than any realization that they're in danger. 
fully believes you that the Rangers are dead. He just, they've led such a sheltered life for so long in the safety of the, t of the fort. Mm -hmm. They don't believe that now they're in danger even though the fort is gone. So, um, you're welcome to stay at the tavern for at least a couple of days while we make preparations. You don't have a couple of days. I let him know. You don't okay. have a couple of days. You're going to get attacked. I'm not going to stick around because you're going to get overran. Um, okay, well, that's that's disappointing. We'll, 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 we'll pack up as quick as we can. And he heads off to start telling people to start packing up. All right, I'm heading back. <laughs> you're heading back? Okay. I did my due diligence. <laughs> Meanwhile, you guys pack up. You guys head down through the fort, head down these stairs. On my way back, I want to stop a little bit around the Ogre Ken region. Uh-huh. Just to scout out what's going on there. Okay. So the stairs head down. There was this room here that had all the pillows and curtains and things like that where the pretty lady was. There was a secret door that led into the Shocker Lizard tunnels over here and then a doorway into the jail cells that you guys never checked out. Simple room might once have been a jailer's den, perhaps even a torture chamber. Somebody's gone through a great pains to repurpose it. The air smells of sweet exotic incense, veils of multicolored silk draped from floor to ceiling throughout. There are glimpses of giant cushions, and the floor is strewn with luxuriant red throw rugs and sheets. The place appears to be abandoned. There's nobody there. I'm going to open the jail cell door. Yeah. Okay, you head into that side room. In here is a room. There are numerous cells around it. All of them are open. Of the six cells, five of them are occupied by rangers who look to have been killed sometime in the last six to eight hours. They have nothing, nothing but their clothes. Their clothes are a bit tattered at this point. Looks like they had been being beaten and whipped and tortured. And sometime last night, in the middle of the night, they all had their their throats slit. Um, yep, she's a murderess. Don't you find me. bits and debris, or bi bits and pieces that you would associate with arcane magic, like just like remnants. You find some indications that whoever was in here was a spellcaster. You would equate it more to a sorcerer. When the ogre died, there was something valuable in both rooms. Is there something valuable in this one? No. So, the ogre kin are certainly active and numerous. You see maybe three or four wandering around before they spot you and you flee, presumably. They give chase for a little bit, but you're a lot faster than them right in Jugami. But they're certainly very active in that area. Okay. With the rain and everything, you can't see super far, plus the forest and everything. So you got close to the farm where they're at. They definitely still seem to be active around that area. Okay, the Cardros is welcome, is, is, you guys are welcome here as much as you want. Um, his plan, like I said, it was to head back to Turtleback Ferry, but after you come back and tell him what you encountered, he's not nearly in much of a rush for that. His, his main concern at this point is trying to get the castle as best as possible functional. So he, he he starts gathering some tools to start working on the gates. I mean, it's going to take him days to do anything of any note. But other than hauling bodies out, burying the dead, etc., he has his, his hands full. He asks, again, if you guys would be willing to head out to the Shimmer Glens and try to find Lamatar. Certainly the town would be far more eager and willing to, t to listen to him if he's still alive. Five days go by. You guys purchase some equipment, maybe. 
You buy mundane equipment without any difficulty. During those five days, the heavy rain pour doesn't let up for a moment. It starts, it starts coming down the first morning after the ogres leave. From there on, for five days straight, it's constant rain. On the fourth day, you get a carrier pigeon comes back from Magnamar, sending word from Magnamar A, thanks for the information. B, Magnamar is sending a military force to reinforce Fort Rannick, and the instructions in the note instruct you to hold Fort Rannick until then. Again, this is just a pigeon carrying a note. It's not a request. It's stated as a order, as if you guys are a military unit, etc. And then third, it specifically authorizes and charges the mayor with providing the promised funds from their treasury, regardless of their willingness or capabilities, etc. Everybody from the city, the, this little town, they scrape together 500 gold for each of you. After four days, you guys get paid. You get get that money. The castle or the fort. Is sort of repaired. I mean, the gates are back on. They will close. They won't necessarily hold up to a strong, a strong attack or anything. The landscape and everything is nothing but mud at this point, with the, with the constant rain. The courtyard is slowly turning to mud. The road back and forth from the fort to the city or the town is mud the whole way, etc. On the afternoon of the fifth day, you guys hear a loud crack from somewhere upriver towards the mountains. Probably five minutes later or so, the, the river that goes past the castle, you see it surge and go up by two or three feet. The three of you happen to be in Turtleback Ferry at, at this point. You were there for errands or getting whatever. The rest of you are at Fort Rand. Those at the castle, what would you like to do, if anything? Get to high ground. I hate water. Right. I mean, you, like I said, in the castle, you're fine. You can continue what you're doing, or you can specifically react to the flooding, if you wish. So you can tell, at? most of you can tell, based on the surge in the water in the river, in a couple of minutes, again, you guys are further upstream from it, in about two minutes or so, a flash flood level is going to hit the town and do some damage and or possibly kill people. I mean, again, we're talking a, a village of 500 people, women, children, etc., who, going, although they obviously they, they're aware of the rain, aren't aware of a flood coming their way. So who's with me at the town? You, the monk, and the Wait. priest. You guys hear the, the boom outside, loud crack. Several minutes later, you hear some, startle, some startled and scattered screams in the village, and you head out to see that the, if you recall on the road, about a mile north, there was a bridge that went over the river, and then the road went on there. The waters have just overwhelmed and destroyed that bridge, and are raging down towards the city. They'll be here probably in two rounds or so, so and from the looks of the amount of water, probably wash, wash away a, a, a number of it. Is there anything that the three of you would wish to do in the in that round or two? Try to herd the village into like the highest. Are you managing well, more of the house? The, the village, if you recall, is built on the flatland right next to the lake. There is no high ground. No high, highest floor, like the tallest house. Okay, so you grab a couple of the people right next to you and tell and yell at them to get upstairs. 
leg to the tavern or something. Okay. A surf competition. You guys can do what you want. I'm hopping on my panther and I'm going. Okay, you 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 grab your cat and uh, and try to outrun the flood. Not outrun the flood, but out flank the flood. Out flank the flood. Flood. Okay. What are you doing, Breeze? Um, my thought was just to, um, you know, just yell to other people to run to the high ground. I was just going to head for the highest ground I saw. You know. Okay, you guys are near the tavern, two-story building. It's about as tall as any of the buildings get to be. So you're going to head up there. Yeah. Okay. Get everybody you guys head up. Um, like I said, about another round or two. You see the cat take off to one side of the village, trying to get out of the direction of the flood at least. The flood comes across, smashes into several buildings. You see maybe a dozen or more people get swept up in the initial current as the waters pour in. As the water pours into the village, you see across the street on the left, over by the general store, um, the local school teacher had a bunch of ch- had a bunch of children. Uh, it looked like they were trying to make one make to one of the ferries on a boat to get over over on the water, but the flood cut them off. They're now standing in front of the general store with water swirling all around them. They seem safe from the water at this point. It's going around the building. You guys see what looks like a long log floating down in the in the water and everything. As it starts to come around the the general store, it starts moving and slithering. Okay, it looks like some sort of a python or a boa. Crocodile. Maybe a crocodile. Maybe a good 15, 20 feet long, heading towards the kids and teacher. All right. It's um, between the rain and the flood. You guys can't shout anything. But it's about say 50 feet across the river and off to your left, across the water. You guys are on the second floor of the tavern. There is probably a couple of feet of floodwaters in the street between you and the other side of the street, and they're off to your left. Your left. <laughs> Um, like I said, total distance of about 50 feet or so, and it looks like some sort of a, of a snake, a large predator, oh, heading for them. Okay, take a shot at the, take a shot at it. And what are you going to do? Spear of purity, you said? So you give me a ranged attack roll. You give me a ranged attack, or a, a ranged attack with your bow, James. You throw your spear. It arcs directly towards it, strikes it in the side. You shoot, you shoot the arrow at it, which sinks into its side as well. The snake rears back, badly injured, ignores the children and the easy food, and slithers off along with the floodwaters, leaving the town as quickly so as it can. So pretty much saved all the children. Yeah. It, meanwhile, you, sc- you skirt around the floodwaters with your cat. You you have plenty of speed. You watch as the floodwaters hit, and then it does. It rips up the ground a lot. Carries off all the debris. Carries off a few people that were not really prepared for it, etc. There doesn't appear to be a whole lot of damage to the town, but there's a good couple of feet worth of water raging through the town itself. You see a large mass coming downriver with the flood. It looks initially like a tangle of trees, just sort of rolling in the water, and then you realize that it's not really something, like several things separate that are all mashed together. It's something really big that has lots of tentacles or legs or something like that heading towards the town. You've never seen anything like it before, but it does sort of bear a resemblance to some of the stories you've heard of this black maga 
creature. It is heading for the town. You can see it. Everybody else is too distracted with the other floodwaters if you wish to do anything. So this is floating down the river. Yeah, you got. You have the lake here. The town is here. The river comes along here along the side of the town. And right now the floodwaters have pretty much engulfed this area. The creature, whatever this is, is here. You are currently right here on a little hill overlooking the thing. You have a view of this creature, which is very big. It's heading towards the town right now. I can go right here. You can head up up river a little bit and still stay out of the floodwaters. And then I can do a stone call. And the stone call will certainly do damage to it, but with the floodwaters, the stones are going to be under the water anyways. It's well, not really I was kind of hoping to deter the current to go beside. You see what I'm saying? If okay, sort of make a dam of some sort. An artificial dam. Does that make sense? Okay, I, I can buy that. So you quickly race up here. And make the water. And stone as the creature rolls down the river in this direction, you cast your stone call in this area, trying to divert the waters as much as possible. Correct. So do you have any uh, um, engineering knowledge? Hmm, no. No. What skill do you have and how would it apply in this situation to help identify where to put these stones? Nature. Nature? In what way? Knowledge. Well, yeah, I know it's a knowledge. <laughs> I mean, you know how water flows. Soil water. I mean, it's all, part, it's all part of nature. Water is all part of nature. Okay. I will give you a difficulty of 20, a target number of 20, to use your knowledge of nature to position your spell such that you can redirect some of the water away from the town. 27. Uh, 27, okay. So you do that, you head over here, you make a large stone call in this area, and most of the flood waters surge over that. Mm -hmm and basically redirect it over like this. Creature heads down. You guys up at the tavern, you've dealt with the snake. When you notice the waters over on this section start to recede noticeably, despite the rain and everything else, it, look, it looks like strangely the flood over here is going away, but over here is still just as strong. As you do so, a large mass plows through one of the buildings completely crushing it, and then some creature, easily the size of the tavern, stands up in the water. The creature from two stories down looks like a gigantic squid with tentacles going in all directions. Each tentacle ends in a glowing red orb, almost, almost like an eyeball. The upper half has a single thick tree trunk-like neck that ends in a large jaw and face. What would you guys like to do? It reaches out with its mouth, smashes through one of the buildings, and comes out with a villager in its mouth, which it throws into the air and then swallows whole. I have seen Okay. Um, I'm going to say you guys are about 50 feet or so away from it, as far as range. So go ahead and make yourself, uh, or cast your spell. 19. 19? Uh, yes, you easily touch it. It seems to be like as big as a barn, so it's easy to hit. 18. Okay, you blast it. Give me a 
what's called a spell resistance. You cast your spell, the searing light goes, it completely ignores it and doesn't do anything to it. James. You shoot the arrow and it ricochets off the hide of the creature. As it bounces off, you see a flash of light from the lightning and then the arrow's, the arrow's gone. The creature turns, a couple of the tentacles flatten another building, sending people flying. It reaches up and grabs one or two of them before it eats it. It reaches one of the tentacles out towards you. It sort of slithers a little closer. It's now about 30 feet away. And you see it like hold its breath for a moment and then its whole body sort of quivers like a bowl of jelly. And you feel a wave of energy pass over you and the town, <coughs> although it doesn't seem to have any visible effect. What would you like to do? All right. You can see it looks like the monk and the priest mm-hmm. are, you see flashes of light coming from near the tavern and the side of the village. They seem to be trying to fight it as it flattens and eats villagers. You are at this point maybe 200 feet away if you want to have, if you want to attack it from distance. Um, or you can run up to it if you wish. Call You move into the it, village. According to this, it claims I can actually move forward and still Is be it? able to... Oh, it's 100 feet plus 10 feet per level, so yours about almost 180 feet, you can cast it. So I need so, to get a little closer. Yeah, just a little bit closer. You cast it, and then you're good. So up above, storm clouds get notably darker and start swirling. What would the two of you like to do? It's, a it's about 30 feet from you, and you, you seem to have gotten his attention. Are the tentacles near us? Yes. How like, how far? Well, one of them just smashed the side of the building right next to you. Try and attempt to do a forward. Okay, now you can do that from where you're at. I'm going to give you a penalty of two because you're in a bad position. Or if you want, you can hop down onto the street and just start fighting it that way. I wanted to take the penalty of two. One of the large tentacles smashes into the building next to you, and you take the you take the opportunity to hit it four times, just rapid, Jackie Chan style, and then the tentacle rolls back without seeming to even have noticed that you were there. Jenny, do you got anything? You cast Holy Smite. It's a 20-foot radius burst, so you get it. It's easy to hit. You don't have to roll to hit. All you have to do is roll spell resistance again, because Holy Smite includes spell resistance. You cast the spell, and you realize when you're doing so, it qualifies as an evil outsider, so you get the increased damage as a result. 26. You actually affected it. So roll your damage. 22. 22 points. A blast of holy energy flares out from the wizard, or the priest, I mean, and the creature roars out in pain as it takes the full blast and actually feels it that time. The good news is you heard it. The bad news is you now have its attention. It turns towards you with with its mouth, looks at the two of you standing there on the balcony of the tavern, and billows out a cloud of foul-smelling smoke. It fills a 60-foot radius, covering oh, no. the entire inn. Yeah. You immediately, James, two points, priest, three points of wisdom damage. In addition, I need a will save for both of you. Your mind seems clouded from the black smoke, but you push it out. James, however, is not quite as strong-willed, and as the clouds clears, he seems very confused. That's what the creature does as it eats a couple more of the people. And then the storm, the storm clouds above part, and an arc of lightning crashes down from above. Looks impressive. Does not affect it this round. I'm casting a big one. It's going geyser. Oh. He rolls a 17. So with a, even without a bonus, he passes the save. So 13 half 
is six. The water underneath him, lightning is crashing down from above. Water underneath him erupts into a geyser of boiling water. It shoots up one side of the creature because it just sort of falls off to the side of it because it's just too big. Water, boiling water lands all over. Hurts the creature a little bit. Um, it certainly notices it. And as long as it stays in that radius, it's going to continue taking the one dice every round. Well, we to... You guys, you need to make a roll of d4. Oh, yeah. Wait. No, that's a four. So you attack Jetty. So give, give her a punch. As the oh. smoke clears, he says, Oh, wait a minute, Mac! <laughs> <laughs> he turns, boxes with you, and punches you across the nose for five points of damage. Yeah, we're broken. Jenny, what would you like to do? <laughs> 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 Holy smite against the monk. <laughs> if you don't have anything, my, my suggestion would just be to take cover and try to protect yourself in case you try to strike. The creature goes. It switches to one of the other buildings, smashes it, and reaches in with its tentacle to pull out a couple more villagers, swallowing one hole again and ripping a couple of them in half as it pulls them out. Um, seems to otherwise be ignoring you at this point with the cloud of smoke and everything in that area. Your geyser automatically does d6 points of damage, and then you get your lightning strike again if you if it works. Five points of damage. Okay. So more lightning crashes down, zapping the creature who seems to be ignoring it. You get to it. go again, though, right? Yes, you get to act normally. Uh, if you want to, if you want to stop your geyser, it'll still go for eight rounds, but otherwise it takes your concentration. I would like to. Get closer. Okay. So you can cover half the distance. You're about 100 feet away. A little bit less, maybe. James, roll a d4. Okay. Two. Two. You stand there babbling incoherently. Jenny, do you have anything for this round? Okay. Cast it out on yourself or on James? On yourself? Okay, you cast protective removal on yourself. Creature eats the last couple of people that it has in its, in its clutches and then moves out of the geyser, or away from the geyser, the boiling water, and towards the lake. You can take another blast at it with your lightning, because it covers such a big area, you can hit from just about anywhere, and do something else if you wish, but it looks like it's heading for the lake at this point. You are, with its movement, I would say 100 feet. How close can I get to it? You, well, if you spend your whole round just moving, you can get right up on it. If you just want to have the cat move forward and you do something else, you can get 50 feet. Got my Medusa mask. You going to try to petrify it? Yes. Okay, all right. You mean torn it to stone? Duh! That might, that, that's a viable option. You come racing up onto it. It has its fortitude save. It needs a DC of 15. It has a fortitude save of plus 19. So, if I roll a 1, you petrify it. Because it automatically fails with a 1. Anything else is just too tough. The, the, the mask won't do it. Nine. James, give me Find another confusion roll. Try again next Four. Four, okay. Yeah, you, the nearest creature is still going to be Jenny. You <laughs> got three hits. You just have the so 3d10 plus three each. 21 points. Okay, you're just going to flee from him? Yeah. Okay. You take off running. Smoke starts to clear in your mind. You start to be able to see okay. As the creature retreats into the lake down below, your lightning blasted a couple more times in the water, but based on current trending, it's not doing anything to it. As the creature retreats into the lake, the rain is still coming down, but the flood water seems to be receding. 
the creature heads off to disappear into the water, and the village starts to come out of hiding, recover as the waters recede, and so forth. Obviously, the townsfolk is in near panic. They are overjoyed with the fact that you guys were here to save them, all three of you, and the cat. Which is? Their, their biggest concern is... They haven't had a flood in a long time because Skull's Crossing normally controls the water. It's a, it's a, it's a dam built well before the, the town ever arrived that seems to magically control the floodwaters. Anytime there's lots of rain or whatever, it controls it. The fact that there's been a flood indicates something's going up on the, something's going on the dam. Now, the amount of damage that this was isn't enough to indicate that the dam is broken. But if it's damaged or something's happening, they have a lot of concerns. Would the three of you be willing to head up there and take a look, see if there, see if there's something going on that you might be able to put a stop to? Yeah, um, sure. We, we'd be willing to pay you. Uh, I understand it's out of your way, and, and, and I know you like to get paid. We don't know how the mechanism itself works, but it, you, the, the Skull's Crossing is the den of river trolls, but the magical abilities of it keep the floodwaters under control. Now, the, the trolls have never messed with it. That's, where the, that's just where they live. But if you're going up there, be cautious. Trolls aren't very friendly. I, I, I mean, we, we've already pretty much emptied the treasury, but we can, we can offer you a bounty of a thousand gold if you can fix the dam or repair the damage or at least ensure that it's not going to break further. Because if the dam itself fails, then the whole lake up there floods into the valley and everybody in 100 miles will be washed away. Okay? So basically we need to get the group together to go. You have, you have more? Uh, yeah, if you have more people, by all means. I, I don't know how many how many trolls live up there these days, but they're, the three of you, I mean, you seem pretty powerful. You chased off Black Maga. We didn't chase off anybody. <laughs> I'm tired. So, I mean, if you guys can chase off Black Maga, you guys are tough. If you have more like you, by all means, take them. We, we can offer your group a thousand gold as a, as a bounty if you can ensure that the, the dam's not going to get broken. You are able to talk him up to 2,000 gold. He'll give you a thousand gold cash and a thousand gold of trade. Several soggy hours later, they come trudging up the Mud River. You guys have time, if you wish to, prepare, get spells, etc. been listening to the halfling 13 gaming podcast for more information please visit us on the internet at halfling13.com if you enjoyed this content please like and subscribe